The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So uh, about, I don't know, six months ago or so, I started delving into the world of TikTok with Talk is Jericho, with Fozzie, and with the Jericho Cruise. And Jessica Golich, who now is tours, she's on tour with Fozzie, Can't uh, is it. in charge of all of this. And I guess before we even get into it, how did you get hooked up with us in the first place? I can't remember. It was super sporadic. So I had met Mark through a mutual friend. They were looking... He was fine looking for influencers to come to the Fozzie show. And he happened to ask this other influencer if he knew anybody uh, that knew about TikTok, who was an expert for TikTok. And they had recommended me. Mark and I got on a call and I pitched Mark with a very thorough um, pitch that he really loved. And he hired me right then and there within a week. And we kicked off the Fozzie account and it went really fast really far really quick so yeah because I, I remember we were looking for a tiktok for a while because I, you know obviously social media is so important it's, it's paramount to having a successful business for me there's only so much that i can do right it started totally. with the myspace and then you move over to twitter and then um instagram i don't run my facebook but that you need to have facebook presence as well so i had a guy that runs facebook a guy runs my youtube page so TikTok was something I wanted to get into, but I had no time or desire to try. And same thing with Mark as well, obviously. And we were looking for somebody for a while. So when Yeah, you told me for three years three you guys years, were looking. We could never find anyone that really got it, really understood. So um, I guess just to kind of talk, I'm coming in this as a complete layman right now. I know nothing about this. So, And we'll get into your history as well. But like you mentioned, so when you started the Fozzie TikTok, or was there a Fozzie TikTok? Yeah, it was only around 1,200 followers right when we started. And likes are a huge aspect that hasn't been incorporated into any other social platform. And you guys were only at about like 5,000 likes at that point. That's big on TikTok too. It's kind of similar to your follower count. And um, yeah, that's where we started. So why why are likes so important in TikTok. For example, like... It's another vanity thing that showcases you have a following. And some people lean on their likes being kind of the key component that they have a platform, that they have a solid base. For instance, like, I have 375,000 followers right now and 11.8 million Jesus. likes. Yeah. But you aren't 
too far behind being that we started the account seven or eight months ago with Talk is Jericho. You have 107,000 followers and 1.3 million likes already. That's massive. That's amazing. So, Because the thing is with like Instagram, for example, I have, I think, I don't know, four and a half million followers, yeah. right? And if I post a picture... If it gets 10,000 likes, that's a lot of likes. But that's, but that's such ins- a small little amount, right? That's such a small amount, but it goes to show that the algorith- algorithms and the software that they're using is entirely different. In TikTok, whereas even you now having 107,000 followers, very often you're getting 100,000 views, 200,000 views. You, you have a couple over a million views. And these are short clips. And how do you build that so fast? It's you, one. You have that solid fan base. People see your face and that nostalgia just hits. But also it's a rhythm that I utilize that I I just have learned and studied these algorithms so deep during the pandemic. And I know exactly when to post. I know a key part of TikTok that no other platform has is say I posted a video three weeks ago. Okay, it has about 2000 views. You could wake up one morning and it's up to 100,000 views from just sitting there. Whereas on Instagram, you have that sitting there for weeks on end and it's going to sit around roughly the same number. TikTok's totally different. And that when I know when I see something blasting from about three, four weeks ago. All right, let's kick out more. Let's kick out more. I just know a rhythm um, on as to when to post. So why why is it so much different? Like, for example, like for Instagram, and Twitter too, you know, you, you post something and then if you post, you know, four or five other posts, it just disappears into the ether. You got to go back to your history. It, does TikTok, does it have some kind of an algorithm that constantly keeps it? In, There's multiple play, algorithms. And here's, here's a key component of this. So the CEO of TikTok was a former Facebook employee. I'm under the impression that he likely was into the coding aspect, the software aspect, engineering aspect. He recognized what didn't work with Facebook and incorporated what he knew could work onto TikTok. And TikTok gives everybody a chance. Say you only have 10,000 followers, or I mean only, like that's still a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, say you have 5,000 followers. There's many people with 5,000 followers that have views into the millions, views into two million. It just is a matter of you creating good content. It doesn't matter how many followers that you have which is great for everybody to get a chance to grow. Because you hear that now. I remember going to comic conventions and there was, remember when Vine was oh, a yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a huge, there were a couple brothers. They were Vine stars. I can't remember their exact name. My niece used to be obsessed with them. I could look them up in five seconds and I will. But I went to like a, a convention, like a comic convention, and these dudes were getting mobbed. It was like Beetle Mania just cheering, screaming. Now, there are TikTok stars of that level have become famous for being TikTok. It's people. the day of the digital celebrity. I think more or less now being a digital celebrity expands into building a personal brand. You could expand that into multiple businesses that you can build. You right. could build out clothing lines. You could, for instance, so there's a couple TikTok stars that have Chipotle meals. They're just TikTok stars. They, they built their platform since 2020 so big that you can go to, yeah, Chipotle and get, like, the Tink's meal. That's insane. <laughs> Good for her, though. That's insane. That's crazy. I think it was Nash Greer was uh, was one of the TikTok guys I was talking about. Oh, the um, Vine. Yeah, yeah. So they've got their own meal at Chipotle because they're so popular. What are they doing to make them so popular? 
people are falling for their humanness. You can't seek to sell is what I always say. You will sell if you're not seeking to sell. For instance, with the Fozzie account, I'm never really kicking out, hey guys, make sure to grab tickets in our bio. I'm always showcasing what's happening live and in the moments that I'm amongst you guys because people are being bought into your humanness, recognizing like you, you guys take time with your fans. Like you're always hugging the fans, making sure that you're fist pumping all the guys that come around you. Those little moments that people see are going to reel people in. That's why the sales are kicking. That's interesting. So when you when you started Fozzie or took over Fozzie, you said there was 1,200... When we started. Uh, uh, ...followers. Yeah. And 5,000 likes. Correct. What is it at? Uh, right now it's at 58,600 uh, 58, followers and around 500,000 likes. That's and amazing. That's, yeah, and that's pretty how, quick. how much time? Eight months. Wow. So what do you... And then we'll go through everything. So what do you do with the Fozzie account... Like you mentioned, like, I mean, when we do a, a meet and greet, our VIP, you have a video up like in oh, I, minutes. I try to have it the moment that you guys are done because ultimately I'm trying to influence others to recognize the value of being here and influence sales for the further events. And TikTok videos, they're not long, right? I mean, nope. some are, is it 30 seconds usually? No, the key is to keep them between seven seconds and 15 seconds. Why is that? Because it triggers the algorithm and the children, Gen Z, millennials, ADHD, their attention spans are so low. I'm under the impression that TikTok software has really transformed people's brain chemistry because the attention spans are so low. That's all that they can really sit there before they want more sensory, want mm. more um, stimulation. That's why you, you brought to my attention last week or something. You're like, you're pretty good with like the one second clips because I'm keeping people on their toes to recognize what's happening all around me at all times. So it's basically constant content Constance. rather than longer content totally whereas youtube you could previously film 30 minutes uh, 30 minutes right one hour youtube videos no one's really sitting around to watch that that's why that's great point. youtube is hasn't created youtube shorts have you seen that yet no. i do know that you utilize it on your youtube page that is ran for you but basically it's a tiktok vertical reel Similar to like an Instagram, like Instagram reel. reel yeah. yeah, because YouTube had to compete. They had no choice but to compete because people aren't sitting around watching videos anymore. But, you, you know, that, that makes perfect sense. Like sometimes like my friend will VM me because it's hard to get me on the phone sometimes. So I'm one of my coworkers. And if it's like a five minute message, I'm like, dude, who has time to listen to a five minute voicemail? Totally. And you also have to keep make sure that you keep your phone on or else it shuts off and you got to start again. If, if there's like a minute voicemail, I'll listen to it and. Like now, yeah. if it's five minutes, I got to wait till I've got five minutes of uninterrupted time, which is hard. Yeah. And I mean, these days, YouTube and Facebook, Facebook even has reels now too, which is Instagram reels incorporated on there. They had to adjust their algorithms to meet the demand because TikTok has taken over so much. If they didn't adjust and speed up their algorithms to kick out more views for Joe Schmo that's putting up a post about the stop sign down the street then they would not be able to compete with TikTok at all. And what is the difference between uh, Reels and an Instagram post? Um, well, Reels is basically the same exact format that TikTok, a TikTok video is. 
that Instagram really kind of stole like the coding, the software, and just incorporated it into their platform. They but had look, no choice. But it looks the same though. Like, it's what's the, the same exact thing. What's the difference between an Instagram post and a Reels post? You mean a video? Yeah, like a video. Yeah. Reels has a lot more reach now because Instagram so is competing told. with TikTok so much that Instagram's Reels algorithms are sped up to make sure to meet the demand. It's it's like it's a business. Ultimately, mm. it, it's it's. Two biz- it's like Burger King and McDonald's competing right now. Right. And uh, TikTok is McDonald's. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N dot com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Still keeping with Fozzie. You said you're not going like on a sales pitch. So what did you do prior to coming on tour with us? Because this tour, like you're actually with us. You're on the bus. You're with you. Every night you're yeah, working. Yeah, it's been so amazing. Great job. But what were you doing prior to that to get these these views and these likes built up? So you guys have a long history on YouTube and a long history on the World Wide Web. And I recognize that I was telling Mark, you guys don't have a solid, faz, uh, excuse me, fuzzy base online with a history, like a historical museum mm. of fuzzy history. Ah. So I was pulling everything from the past that wasn't in one single place and busting that out and that was building nostalgia that was showing you guys that you're still active and i still burn came out we tried to kick that out judas is never really stops in the public eye people absolutely love it but getting those songs in people's ears again the songs that kind of like you say you have a lot of songs that kind of were sitting in the catalog that you couldn't kick out because you had other singles trying to keep people on their toes with the singles that didn't really hit you mentioned to me that um, that people are now, and I might have got this wrong, so correct me if I did, that people are now releasing music on TikTok? Solely, yeah. It's so, similar to... Solely? Me- yeah. Wow. It's similar to releasing a single um, on Apple Music exclusively or something like that. TikTok is the place to do it. That's why I'm hoping that me, you, and Mark can have that conversation when the time comes because I really think we, we can have the next Judas if we do this right. And how, and how do you do it right? Like, so you're saying that you exclusively release it on TikTok, but we're also talking when you mentioned short attention span. So let's say you have a four minute song. Do you put out the whole song on TikTok or how does it work? No, you put out clips. So wow. you distribute it through a 30 second clip that you'll have as a song in the TikTok library. Anybody can use that song for any video. Say someone's going to through the oh. McDonald's drive-thru and wants to play the upcoming single. They have that playing in the background. Oh, and then someone hears that while that song's playing that has nothing to do with Fozzie, the video. Then they might use that song as well. You can create a... Um, it, it's kind of corny, but you can create like a trend that will get people like dancing to the video in a certain way. I understand. Yeah, you, things like that. You mentioned earlier, like for TikTok, we only have one song in, in the bank, which is a, a Vulture Club. Oh, uh, no, no. So I think that like that was a miscommunication oh. on my end. We have one um, that is licensed that I have in my Dropbox, but we have the TikTok libraries full of all of our all the I singles. Got you. And what you're saying is that let's say you put out a new Fozzie single and it's called, I don't know, Bottle Cap. And you put out Bottle Cap and 
other people will then pull bottle cap and use it as background music for their TikToks. Totally. And that's how it kind of perpetuates. Totally. And there's wow, so many, like, for instance, here's a good example. There's a kid that, his name's Curtis Roach. He's from Detroit. Nobody knew him before the pandemic. He was putting out albums for years on end, but then he created this trend called Board in the House. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. But he he blew up. His page has 2.1 million followers. Wow. He got us. He has a song with Tyga, the rapper now too. Tyga featured on board board in the house, and Curtis is doing really well for himself. But that's because everybody was bored in the house during the pandemic, and he recognized how it was such a strategic, smart move. Everybody made videos. I mean, millions of videos on there. And for life now, it's going to be his thing. He's going to be known for that forever. Did the pandemic help TikTok? Oh, tremendously. Because everybody was home, bored, and antsy. So that really kept us simulating on our toes. I know personally, I ran like hell. I'm sure that you'll ask or we'll talk about like how I started on TikTok. Yeah, so I was um, a music journalist for Tattoo.com for quite some time. And I was traveling all over the place interviewing so many people, so many bands, everyone from Poison to Manson to like pop stars, you name it. But I was... How old are you? uh, I'm going to be 34. Okay, so I just want to know what generation you're at. So you're still very young, but this is kind of like you started in the traditional... (laughs) Well... Traditional journalism would be print, but then you moved to digital journalism, which was very popular and now continue. Yeah, totally. And I I did have some print opportunities with other publications, but Tattoo.com was my main one. So that started into like 2014, 2015. I was traveling all over the place. Then in 2018, I got an email. I got an email from a third party that said that they were looking for influencers and people that already had like an online platform. Luckily, I had some followers on Instagram. That's likely how they found me. And they're like, hey, we, we launched this new app called TikTok. Are you interested in trying? We'll pay you $500 a month to try it for a year. I'm like, absolutely. Let's give it a shot. Like, I don't know what the hell this is, but let's do it. I get on there and OK, Chris, I'm like, all right, I'm just putting stuff out like no big deal. 100 views. 200 views, 300 views. This is within a week, though. Then a couple weeks go by, 100,000 views. I have like 1,000 followers. I'm like, how is that happening? And then I just recognize, okay, this could be something. Nobody's on this platform, but the little teenager TikTok stars that knew about it somehow and me and other people that got hired for this. Then the account started growing fast. And it, I'm putting out like footage of the concert footage that I was filming at the time footage of just me at home and stuff, 500,000 views, 40,000 views, 30,000 views. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Then I just stuck with it and just got obsessed, like (laughs) insanely obsessed and recognized, okay, I've been trying to make it in some fashion for so long. This could be it. Buckle the fuck down. It's amazing because I I think I heard, and I could be wrong with this. I think it was maybe Cameron Diaz or something like that, that started on Instagram right when it started and she got like I don't know a million followers in a week because it was the one person that you knew on this new platform. Yeah. Seems like that's kind of what happened to you is you were able to capitalize because you were one of the few that started on this platform when it was new. You're telling me I have no idea how this guy found me for the third party and it was the best thing to ever happen to me because it really set me up for opportunities with you, opportunities to I mean you've helped me so much with so many opportunities and you've given me so much responsibility and who would have thought, like, you, Chris Jericho, I would be working for you? Like, it, it's insane. 
it, it is very cool because, like I said, this kind of came under the radar for me. Uh, I didn't even know you were on the tour. I got on the bus. Yeah, I know. Oh, you're here. How long are you here for? Oh, <laughs> right um, but wh- explain to me what exactly an influencer is, because I think I know, but just tell me for sure. So an influencer is that it, it, it started really hitting off by Paris Hilton. So Paris Hilton has always been ahead of her time thinking forward. She's always been, for instance, carrying around her products no matter where she goes. She just had her memoir put put out. I've noticed in all the paparazzi photos, she's carrying that book everywhere she goes. She knows exactly what she's doing. Those shots are going to be seen by people. The memoir in her hand, it's going to sell. She kind of started that trend in 2010 or so, where she always had whatever products, her perfume lines or anything that she was selling amongst her at all times. Then she started getting brand deals for like Carl's Jr. and like burger places and kind of just being the, the face of the company to help boost their profile through her profile. And she really kicked off the influencer world. Then TikTok came around. Instagram kind of had that world. Nothing like it until TikTok came about where anybody off the street could build their platform and start a personal brand, do whatever, just show the backstage access of their own personal life, boring, fun life, no matter what kind of life you have. And these companies want to use our platforms to boost their views. Mm. Here's a good example I always use. So you're driving down the road, you see billboards. You're investing 5,000 bucks into that for a month, typically, in a high-profile area. That high-profile area is not going to get you as much as many sales as you can get investing that money into an online influencer with a larger platform. Because you're only hitting that specific neighborhood. You're only hitting that specific region, whereas you're hitting the world online. It's interesting because it's the one thing, like, for me, I have, obviously, I'm not... Paris Hilton or, you know, Selena Gomez or something like that. But I have a pretty large following uh, online, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and could never figure out how to monetize it. You know, a couple of times I, you know, this protein company will pay you, you know, whatever, 10 grand or not even whatever, 1500 bucks to, you know, yeah, I'll use this. And it's just, it just didn't seem like it wasn't kicking in properly. So, um, and now with, with YouTube, there's money involved with my web is Jericho, uh, news site there's money involved is there ways to make money off tiktok yeah absolutely there's tons of brand deals for instance uh personally first off i i will say chris i've, I've seen other interviews that you've had and i'm sure you get pitches to be a brand be a face for this brand or be a face for this brand or do this for ten thousand bucks i think that you have such higher value and like you take pride in what you do that you're right. not just going to yeah, be yeah, the face of anything. Right. And you're right. I've tried that a little bit. And then, and like I said, there has been those types of offers, but not as many as you might think. Oh, okay. Considering. Yeah. I mean, that's shocking yeah. to me. What, my apologies, what were we? No, we were talking about, um, about if you can monetize TikTok. Oh yeah, totally. So for instance, uh, Disney contacted me, which is insane. Disney contacted me a couple weeks ago. They're opening up a immersive museum in Detroit, and we're like, hey, do you want to come out and film a couple videos for us? We'll pay you so-and-so fee. Enjoy yourself. And they sent me, like, a Disney shirt to wear. They send you, like, a lot of merch and stuff to use your body and, like, put on the clothes to showcase the brand. If you have a big profile online, you even wearing that merch can sell it out. If you, if, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, because people, sense, like, yeah. that have that kind of... Um, devotion towards you your fan base that have that devotion towards you they'll see you wearing it and they'll want to wear it too do you want a beautiful lawn 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What do you post on yours? So I do a lot of reviews for music, for wrestling, uh, podcasts, a lot of talking about current news, um, a lot of duets. So I do a lot of reactions to mine is kind of all over the place. I've never I've strategically never niche down because I want to be able to have my hands everywhere. I've studied Paris Hilton like thoroughly, like forever. Tell, yeah. yeah. And she's such a strong entrepreneur that. I kind of follow in her tracks and find so much value in what she has. She has her hands everywhere and she's never put her hands only in one bucket. Mm. And that taught me to make sure to be open to anything that would come my way. What is a, um, a duet? A duet is where say, uh, Chris Jericho posts a video on TikTok. You often, I will say get tons of people (laughs) reacting to your videos all the time they can sit there with the face with their face right next to you on the video and talk shit or like just talk their give their opinion the stuff people say next to yours is just out of control yeah yeah. it's hilarious but people just like you're a heel in wrestling so they kind of it's a pride and ego thing yeah they really push into it so do you follow along with that and like yeah repost or whatever the version I of it is. I always comment back to, to those that really go above and beyond. There was this one guy a couple weeks ago and you posted on Twitter. I was so happy you saw it. I was going to text you it. But um, this guy, <laughs> he he put on this wig and he came in. Did you he see did him? Judas, yeah. Yeah, he did Judas. His own and version of Judas, yeah. He had like the list and everything. And I know that you're kind of like trying to wean out uh, of that. That's part of my history. It's history, it's yeah. History, yeah. It, but he nailed it. And that got like 50,000 views on TikTok. I saw that. It yeah. got, did really well on Instagram. Things like that, though, that helps us because you're getting tagged in that you're going to reach a point on your account. And I know that we spoke of building your personal account now too, which I'm very excited about that. You're going to reach a point where everybody's going to try to get your attention now and create these videos, which only helps us because that's They're going to tag you getting your attention. So we're on their page now too. people clicking that on third party pages. It's amazing how it just continues to like snowball all around. And I can totally like, that's why I wanted to do this to understand more, but I totally get what's going on here with with the TikTok because like you mentioned there's there's another thing that I see a lot of where it's a lot on Instagram but I'm sure it's a TikTok thing where somebody else's voice will be saying something and then the person will lip sync it oh yeah all the time That's the new, what is that called it's a duet it's oh, a, duet a duet or too? or a stitch it's called a stitch where you can literally like Taylor Swift singing and you could just yeah. lip sync right underneath of her so let's go back to the work that you do for for us so after Fozzie, then how did you get connected with my producer on Talk is Joe? I, I'm, I'm under the belief that it was Mark kind of saying like, hey, dude, you like check this out. This. Yeah. yeah. Like this is moving fast. Like I know that you have the podcast. Then within a month, it was August that we started your Talk is Jericho account. I got that call and we just knocked it. I mean, we completely hit it off. Me and Stacey. And I know that she's been with you for quite some time. Yeah, she's she's amazing. amazing. And I talked to her all the time and she's so in the loop with everything that you do. She's always on the ball with sending me everything. 
and we just hit it off from there. And um, the cruise was where, so we started the cruise account for the Jericho cruise back in August. And at first we didn't have much ready made content. And what that is, is me being on the cruise, creating content from my own perspective, me being on tour, creating content from my own perspective. We were just using past matches and things, whatever I could really find on the internet. But it wasn't until, and I say this humbly, that it wasn't until February until we got back from the cruise where I was like, dude, this is insane. Because right, you like, were on the cruise as well, yeah. Yeah, and I, what I, everything that I was putting out, like for instance, Hacksaw came out at the end and I, I knew that was happening, so I, I, I knew exactly where I had to be. That video got a million views. Sammy going into the pool, 500,000 views. Wow. Jade uh, with... Um, who was Jade with? Layla and um, oh, like Ricky Starks or something. Uh, yeah, they were they were hosting something. Uh, I didn't get there. I didn't oh. catch that the karaoke, but Jade in the ring with Layla and Ruby Ruby Soho Ruby, Ruby Soho that got a bunch of views. The you wearing the the Jerica Housen got over a million views. I'm like, dude, this is nuts. Then I decided I was like, okay, we've talked about this a little bit. The hashtags. I was like, yeah, let's we discuss. we have to create a way to have multiple places on these platforms and use it all to create a, a bigger impact. So hashtags basically are separate pages on the platform. You could type in Jericho Cruise, you'll see our personal page, but then you go click hashtags and there's three hashtags I built out, the Jericho Cruise, the Jericho Cruise 23, and Jericho Cruise 24. And that gives us four places on the platform. Instead of just having one page, we have four pages showcasing all this content but this also influences all the fans to use the jericho cruise hashtags to get featured and that's where this has gone <laughs> insanely like way bigger than i thought it could within a month like this is the biggest of our success yeah it got 60 million views in like a month and a half for the hashtag yeah that's like that's insane. insane that's insane yeah so that's the biggest success you've had out of the three uh businesses that you've been working with yes and but talk is jericho hashtag has over 20 million too so we're That's crazy yeah and we just started this fozzy usa tour and i was like you know what let me be slick we're gonna start the fozzy usa tour one and when we go to the uk we'll have the uk one i was like i'm just gonna test we're already at 1.1 million views we've been out for a week like <laughs> and, and and yet here we are with three sellouts so far out of four shows and the yep. fourth show was packed too. Yeah. Do you think that directly is influencing people coming to see the gigs? I don't want to like take credit for it. I think that we obviously are just building all over the place, but I definitely for sure creates awareness oh, and, and, and yeah. Hands down, yes. So I'm looking here um what you sent me about the Jericho Cruise. Um and you're saying so so, so the Jericho Cruise followers is plus forty eight hundred Likes were plus 102,000, and that's over the course of one month. Yeah. And then you say engagement, 5.6 million views. What does that mean? So that means that our page, like our, our, you type in the Jericho Cruise, like you have your Chris Jericho Instagram, Jericho Cruise page alone got that 5.5 million views. Yeah, wow. In a month of us just kicking out the stuff that I created while I was there. Just content. Yeah. You know, on all three hashtags. 20 million Jericho Cruise, 17 million Jericho Cruise 23, 50 million Jericho Cruise 24. How many people are on TikTok? I mean, that's that's crazy. It's insane, but we're already above that. It's been a couple weeks since I sent you that, and already we're already way past that. And that's just and we sold out the cruise so, so fast. fast. Which no, 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 just 
to keep to keep you in the history of the band, uh, we had uh, our history of the cruise. The second cruise sold out about as quick as this one did. Yeah. The third one sold even quicker, and then the pandemic hit, destroyed yeah, the whole business. I had that. to work my way back up again. So this this result of selling out in a, under a month for five, to me, is a result that four was great. There was no issues, and combined with the social media impact that we have, that you've created. oh, and totally like Chris, people have even on Twitter, it was all over the place. People were people that weren't able to join us on the four were seeking out content nonstop. So that's when I knew you got to go rapid fire when you go home, especially those first two weeks and blast this stuff out. And I was putting out, I was blowing it up. I was putting out so much, but I knew what I was doing. I knew the rhythm that I had to keep and it worked. It's amazing because I'm I'm scrolling through your text and you you have the talk is Jericho results, the Faza results and the, and the Jericho cruise results. And it's just like talk is Jericho hashtag, plus 15.8 million views engagement 4.6 million views i mean this is just through the roof too because i know you just recently started this followers plus 20,000 likes plus 330,000 i mean that's that's nuts i do think though like <laughs> i really think we're going to take it to a, a bigger place with your personal account like w- the way that we spoke of doing so. it i think this is going to blow these out of the water but let, let's before we get to the personal account kind of the strategy for that because once again like on my instagram you know, I have a talk is Jericho. We have a Fozzie Rock. We have a Jericho cruise. None of them come close to the Chris Jericho. You know, those are just subsidiaries. And they're all kind of, of course. People know it's like, I call it the Jericho Island. I always tell Mark this because you do have your island of businesses. Right. And you have um, kind of multiple personalities throughout them that people crave. But you do have your home base where Chris the Wrestler, Chris the Rockstar, just people just love you from your history you're you're a legend well just from 32 years of being in the business but yeah. also like you said like the paris hilton thing is not that i ever modeled myself after paris hilton but model myself and never putting all the eggs in one basket that way i could never if i lose a job i just There's always another the next one. one right yeah so that's so i think now like what you just mentioned like a i think you use like a like a digital museum or whatever the term yep. you used I mean, Chris Jericho incorporates the three others that we already use with a dozen other things. The, the, the possibilities are endless of what you can endless. create for that. The WCW stuff. The I mean, your your skits are going to take this to another level because I I wasn't like a super super wrestler fan as a kid, but I've right. seen you. Like I I I used to be obsessed with Lita. I wasn't near where my brother was. My brother's obsessed. He's still in <laughs> shock that I work for you. Like he he always brings it up. <laughs> But um, I, I know that your skits were historic and I know that like your skits are still historic, but there isn't a hub or a base that you have that all out there. You're right. And yeah. that hub is also going to incorporate your matches, your historic matches from over time. Your match with Triple H, the um, what, what, what year was that? The WrestleMania, uh, the, the, the last man standing. It got bloody and you were... Probably Last Man Standing. I think it would be 2000. It was Last Man Standing. 2001, maybe. Where is that on on the internet? You know what I mean? Things like that to have in a hub will keep people on their toes to recognize all your history and kind of bring that nostalgia, spark that nostalgia, and really further build your profile. 
you know, find like the first movie I did, Albino Farm, where there's like, you know, totally. you can find pull, like or whatever. I mean, you can show like, oh, here's Jericho on name that tune, or, or like, is there not any copyright laws against using these small clips? Nope, because it's your likeness. I mean, wow, ultimately, man. you own your own likeness, yeah. and having your your face in it helps. I mean, it, it's sure. just free game. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So for for talk is Jericho. Let's talk about this because this is Stacy. Like I, if you would have asked me, I would have said, "Well, Stacy hired you." But I forgot that Mark did. But Stacy was was right in there, and she's always sending me the updates, and I didn't quite understand it. But what is your strategy with Talk is Jericho? So you have been doing Talk is Jericho for quite some Almost time. Almost ten years. Yeah. yeah. So what I had d- did in August was I took about a month to study it thoroughly. And see all the guests that you had, see the topics, and the topics are so diverse. Like, there's so many guests, like, you have guests that you talk about horror, you have paranormal stuff that nobody knows are your really life interests and your personal interests. Right. Really diving into that content, but also the historical talk is Jericho's that you've had. Like, today, for instance, you had Sivo on the podcast where he was telling you about how he went to clown school. Who the hell would know that Steve Ho went to clown school? I brought that back today, and that's going to spark nostalgia and spark, like, oh, jackass fans. That's me thinking, okay, we got Chris fans, we got wrestling fans. Let's drag in the jackass fans now. So do people go and then listen to the whole like steve-o podcast or are you just playing we're clips working on that we're, we're playing clips of it right now we're working on that transferring over to success off platform how, how do you do that like is there a certain it's like, it's influencing it's the adhd aspect it's influencing people to sit down and watch that full episode but what i've been doing is instagram i mean tiktok has a stories feature as well where i've been linking them and trying to get people to, to click mm-hmm. it's not as as much as not even near where i'd like the results to be with that but it's still kind of just showing people that you have the podcast you have all these guests there's a whole back backlog and discography of people that is, people don't even know you had on is that kind of what you were talking about earlier before the show started i said save it for the show were you talking about taking the back the backlog and putting it back in the forefront again sort of thing yeah because there's so many episodes yeah. that probably did well back then yeah that could do even better now they could keep you in perpetuity they could just keep yeah on. yeah and i mean you i'm sure like the from a business perspective the royalties aspect and just monetizing these episodes you could further monetize these past episodes whereas say you have like not some i I hate to say lower profile but just like you have other guests like in between that you maybe a friend or so that you had on the podcast that wouldn't do as well that's kind of where like those guests aren't going to necessarily monetize as well it's kind of seeking monetization for the past episodes that did great it's amazing to me because like you mentioned like this the whole world is about content and you have, like, I have a lot of content that is just kind of buried in the mix in the bushes. Yeah. You have to beat the bushes and, and, and people see them again. So mm-hmm. it's it's very beneficial to have you doing this for, for all three. But I think for, Thank you. For, for Fozzie as well, because it's such a long history, 
and for talk is Jericho because we're approaching 960 episodes. Yeah. You know, and that's like someone might not have even realized the show existed Absolutely. eight years ago or whatever, right? And yeah. that's where, so Stacey and I did a deep dive into who was following you on Talk is Jericho. And your demographic on TikTok is the Gen Z millennials that don't necessarily know your history. So this, this is where I'm thinking with the Talk is Jericho, I mean, the Chris Jericho personal one. That demographic stays the same. We're in a really good place because that's going to introduce so much more of your backlog history to people that wouldn't necessarily know um, and maybe not have even been born. No, but that makes perfect sense because, like, for example, I went to, to Japan in 2018 and headlined the Tokyo Dome. And I grew up in Japan. My first tour of Japan was 1991. I've been to Japan, like... 65 times or something, but there was a whole new generation of wrestling fan that only knew that, oh, he had come to Japan a few times with WWE. They didn't you did know. it with your buddy, Lance Storm, right? I, well, yeah, I did, but amongst many other guys. Okay. But there was a, a lot of Japanese wrestling fans who had no idea of Chris Jericho's history in Japan just because it was so long. And to me, that's, that's the beauty of TikTok, as you mentioned, Gen, Gen Zs, etc. That's who lives on TikTok. So the more I can do that, it's like I'm sure the Rolling Stones have a TikTok page. They're doing great. The Beatles, the Beatles, dead have a a TikTok page. Majority of them are dead, and the TikTok page is thriving. That's because there's a whole new universe of kids finding out about them through TikTok. And not even to like kiss your ass or anything, but you're gonna have that for life. Your legacy is going to live on no matter what. That is going to be in a digital internet space forever. No, and, and that's the thing. Like you know, it's 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 funny because it takes it doesn't take me a while to to decide. But for for our situation, like I knew it was beneficial, and I knew I should probably do a Jericho. But there's always so much going on. So actually, to sit down and talk to you, it's like absolutely fucking lutely totally. we're doing this because I've always been ahead of the curve. I had a podcast when no one else did. You were telling me I'm, that's I'm crazy. I'm releasing a, a, a graphic novel on an NFT graphic novel. Like I know where the world is going. So TikTok is definitely the next stage for this. So I'm really excited to to see what exactly we're going to do with with this. Um, I'm hoping that huge. over time it helps you build out a new business as well. Because who knows what could come about from this. I really, really, I, I have no idea where this personal account will go, but it's, it's going to go far. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How do you start your TikTok page? You go to the TikTok app. Like, How do you get it off the ground and up and running? So similar to uh, starting an Instagram page, but here's a kicker. So since we talked about this last week, I've been diving into who has, because clearly you have fan accounts all over the internet, every social media platform. There's tons, I mean tons of Chris Jericho fan pages on TikTok, but nobody's been allowed yet to claim the Chris Jericho. I'm pretty sure that we're going to have to claim yours through your license, through your, like, remember how we linked up your Instagram and I, I logged into your, um, I mean, we linked up your Instagram to the TikTok cruise. Right. Yeah. And I, I logged in and got that situated. We're going to have to switch that over to your personal, but to verify that it's actually you, since you, I mean, 
<laughs> I saw over a hundred fan club pages on TikTok of you. And what with are they, your profile picture and everything. And what are they called? Chris Jericho four two three. Chris gotcha. Jericho four nine seven. Like Has this anybody claimed Chris Jericho yet? It can't be claimed yet. They can't claim it unless the actual person does that. Yes. See? So I couldn't go get, you know, freaking Brad Pitt or whatever. You can't yeah. you, you could have in the beginning of the platform prior to that being like incorporated i'm really hoping that we don't have any trouble with it but i don't think that we will because we were talking to jeff jones who yeah. who helps verify instagram he helped pj he's helped a couple of the friends yeah and he said verifying on tiktok is very hard which surprises me that aew being a massive corporation doesn't it's have still hard though it's insane yeah but i'm going to work with what connections i have and i don't think we'll have an issue so it may take it may take some time though yeah, yeah. so we verify chris jericho and mm -hmm. then we start working people know this is the official yes and but here's where we're going to be able to make it known off bat even if it doesn't get very which is insane you're chris jericho but i'm going to make sure to follow it from the fozzy account from the jericho cruise account from the talk is jericho account and utilize that island that we have to show that you have your personal page now too. People will know off bat. I think too, you could, I can always do a video as well and post it I on love that. all yeah. my platforms. Hey, check me out on TikTok. That'd be amazing. And Chris can post it on Twitter and Facebook and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That'd be so amazing. So that, that's how the word kind of would get around. You know? yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start baby steps, but I know once we get that check mark, we're gonna fly. And what about from a content standpoint? Like, how do you kick it off? Is it just by what you said, or is there a certain strategy that you have to get the most views in the earliest times? Um, the strategy I already started, so I've already been storing a little bit of what I have and um, just diving into your matches, diving into your skits. Like, you have a skit where you're chewing it. I don't know when it's from, but it's like ridiculous. You're chewing an apple and you're spitting it at the host terry runnels at the interview yeah yes <laughs> i'm like dude this is ridiculous but people need to see this because that arrogance was part of you being a heel part of you being a heel and starting off with skits like that that people are gonna feel like oh my god i remember that from back then people are gonna love that off bat if you haven't seen backstory to that is that that was vince mcmahon's idea i guarantee he must have went to a restaurant or something and saw somebody talking when they were eating and spitting out uh, food just thought how how arrogant or how ridiculous it was. He said, "You got to just spit in their face, spit it in their face." So I took a bite of the apple, and as I was talking, just the chunks are just hitting. The face. <laughs> but like you said, you could put that on, and what's old is new. People are like, "Oh, I never totally. seen this. Well, this guy's hilarious, or whatever it may be." Right? Totally. And you also have like, for instance, with Bob Barker, like you you, oh, you yeah. got in Bob Barker's face, and I'm like, dude, like. People need to see this stuff because it's just sitting on the internet. Nobody really is like celebrating it and like feeling that nostalgia. Because I think marketing is also about providing a feeling, yeah. and you are providing so many feelings by people that these kids were li living at home in their basement, wearing a Chris Jericho shirt, watching you every all the time. They still are. It's just bringing that history back into one hub. My brother, dude, he was literally that guy. <laughs> How do you find all this stuff? Deep diving. Like, so this is not like my identity or like anything that like I super put out there, but I'm on the autism spectrum and I have been my whole life. I was born that way. I've been obsessed with computers my whole entire life. I have this way of just, I could spend the whole day at home hyper focused, dialing into your history, dialing into the internet. I just know the internet very, very well and how to find things and Googling, deep diving into stuff on YouTube, on, I could Vine, for instance, like old platforms like that. If I find ways in there to hack my way in, I can get some stuff 
through that, I get really obsessive about stuff like this. So you were saying for being on the spectrum kind of probably really helps you focus in and that's also probably gives you the the need to get these videos done as quickly as possible and probably Absolutely. the need like I'm a numbers guy and I would assume that maybe if you're if you'll if you have those tendencies mentally you're probably dialed right into every number too every number and yeah. luckily it's it's always been a gift in my life right. and I've always been able to kind of channel it into creativity and analytical aspects and um just software i like do you remember limewire yeah so i had i was anal about it i had the best limewire library ever <laughs> and i would show it off at school and stuff my laptop just completely decked out and um things like that kind of it, it kind of circles back to why i'm doing what i'm doing now mm -hmm. and i was so obsessed with myspace limewire things like that it makes sense that I'm obsessed with TikTok and be able, being able to transfer those skills that I had in the past into this new computer software. So let's talk a little bit about you being, um, you know, c coming into this world, the, the Chris Jericho Island. Yeah. And tell us what, what you noticed. Uh, it's a two-part question, but the first part is, what did you notice being on the cruise? And what were you looking for there? And what did you see? And what, what impressions did it make on oh, you? Oh, dude, I say and. I'm again not kissing your ass. I've been to Coachella a bunch. It was better than Coachella. Jericho Cruise was better than Coachella. Um, I didn't know what to expect at all. So I had seen a bunch of previous videos and stuff, but I mean, I had to create my own experience. When we got there, everything was so set up, so effective. People were so nice all over the place. Everybody was there to party. Everybody was there to have a good time. You had it set up so well as a business. As I was paying attention to the add-ons, the ability to, to take this photo, the ability to get this this um, uh, wrestling belt, things like that. That, to me, was just genius. And the way like, you had a private Q&A, you have to sign up for that during your sign-up, I would assume. Private Q&A is, is like the super VIP. Yeah. So they get a Jericho Cruise championship title. Like yeah. Professionally made. And then part of that is, is the, is the Q&A. Totally. Yeah. And you, you having that intimate experience with the fans on the boat was like out of this world for the boat. Right. And I was able to film all that. I would say, honestly, one of the best trips of my life. And the wrestlers were so accessible to everybody. You were did you sleep? Like, <laughs> much, yeah. seriously, I saw you all over the place. Your family was having a good time. My, like I said, my brother's coming next year. Um, it's It was just unreal. So you try and capture as much of that as possible. Yeah. Think, okay, what is going to play on TikTok that's going to build buzz? So if I can get this totally. shot, if I can get that shot. I knew. So Mark um, gave me the schedule prior to going. I had the schedule about a week out, a rough schedule, because I know things like shift along the way with like the boat and shit. Right. But um, uh, having that rough schedule set me up for success because I created a schedule of myself uh, of what I knew would hit on TikTok, where I needed to be at every single hour, and I was there no matter what. Okay, so the second part of that question is now you mentioned that you started being a journalist, a music journalist for Tattoo.com, and yeah. now you're actually on a bus on tour with a rock and roll band. Killer. So is this the first time you've ever experienced something like that? Yeah, the bus. This is crazy because, like I, like I said, I freaking photographed everybody and their mom, and I did that for so, so long, and I was just all over the place. Like I went to Vegas for Britney Spears, like, and I, I've been obsessed with her my whole life, so it's like insane. <laughs> but um, to be on the bus with you guys has been such an intimate, fun experience you guys have been so welcoming and um seeing the country with you guys is insane and the sellout sh the sellout shows every single night almost 
um, the VIP experiences. It's been so much fun. And so what do you want to capture every night? You mentioned the VIP, but when the show actually starts, what are you looking to try and get to once again spread the word of Fozzie and, and create more fans and more awareness? So what I'm looking for every night is not only you guys, but the environment and the ambience. Like there, there are so many venues that are so beautiful that we've been in. Like last night, the machine shop, I was really focusing in on the details Saw that. around us because those details around us aren't being showcased by other bands. Let's do that. Hopefully the machine shop sees that invites us back things like that trying to think more business-minded into what i do because you guys put on this an amazing show but i i know the cues now you told me after the first show you're like watch for this watch for that i know the cues now of where i need to be but i also am trying to build out newer cues in each venue looking around trying to get fans um reactions like natural reactions and uh, there's been a couple fans that have come back oh my God, I saw you put me in the video and stuff. Like, that's really cool. That'll further influence them to tell a friend, hey, I was in the video. That'll help our ticket sales. It's interesting that you say that because once again, you could watch anybody's, you know, live shot or, or TikTok or Instagram and the band is the band, but the venues and, and, and the and the areas around it, that's like you said, that's smart to be able to focus more on that because that's going to make our machine shop video look different from other bands machine shop TikToks I should say because your focus I saw you had the, the details on the behind the bar and all that sort of stuff kind of gives you more of, of, of the overall 360 experience of what it was like that night totally and you you gave me some really good wisdom that I didn't think that I don't think that you knew you were giving me wisdom but you were like I was like hey let's take a press photo of the machine shop you guys are up against that infamous wall you're like no no I don't want to do that every band does that yeah. you were right though because why would you want the same shit out there that any other bands doing yeah. listen the, the the machine shop takes it but my point of view was well, why are we gonna do it but the cool thing that you did is you took a like a behind the scenes totally tiktok of the photo shoot totally and that like, that's was, different that's totally different yeah. that's kind of you guys having different facial reactions yeah. you guys kind of getting ready for the show walking onto the stage it's kind of getting a more intimate glimpse here's a good example so do you remember when Pantera had like the vulgar collection mm. of videos? Yeah, yeah. So they Watch were it go. Yeah. yeah, they were filming those videos of them being rowdy on the bus, being with 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 chicks, doing this, doing that. It was brutal, like very vulgar. But those home videos yeah. were the, what we're doing now as TikToks and Reels. So Pantera really in '93 or '97, whenever that was, started this. So Skid Row had some good ones too, and Skid Row and Pantera actually toured together. But yeah. Skid Row had a couple. There was one called "Say Can You Scream" and one called "Roadkill," which was the same idea. And it's mm-hmm. like I remember I watched with those a camcorder things. too. Yes, I watched it probably I don't know twenty times because like you get to see the guys behind the scenes. That that to me was way better than watching you know the video for you know Youth Gone Wild or there or the video for Cowboys from Hell. Like like you said, like totally. I'm never, I'm never popping that zit <laughs> and watch it go. I was like, oh my god, that's so gross, but. You know, when Phil's making the guy sing Living After Midnight when he's drunk, moving yeah. his lip. Like, you remember that stuff. Totally. And, like, for instance, on the bus, like, I've kind of strategically been super res- respectful. But there has been moments I have filmed that I will put out there that the guys were happy I filmed. Like, PJ was goofing off on the on the tour bus. I have that filmed. Yeah. Moments like that will get people more uh, kind of dialed into the humanness of the band and more bought in. How is it being on the road with a, a, a group of, you know, Ten I'm the only sweaty, chick. smelly guys. You're the only chick on the on the bus. Well, you know, I am a lesbian. I so it doesn't really. <laughs> 
matter to me. But honestly, like you guys have been so great and so respectful and it you guys aren't a party band. Like you guys aren't up all night we'd and be beyond we've be, we've gone beyond that. Yeah, you guys are a business. Like the yeah. band is a business and everybody recognizes the value of closing the door and being respectful to those that are sleeping in Bunk Alley and if Joe show, Smo needs food, go get him some food, things like that. It's a total team like tour. I love having you with us cuz I, I like that's why I like having Simon, the English. Simon's great, too. You know, English accent. Shout out to Simon, our, amazing, our tour manager. Tour manager he's amazing. And having you, like the, the, the cool looking chick with the dreads Thank and you. always wearing shades, which is awesome. Thank but you. like that to me is a pro rock band. Like yep. you see, oh my gosh, like you go see Metallica and then they've got a Swedish guy running sound and they've got, you know, whatever it may be. And that, that to me is like, it, it, it it's just it shows the growth of what we've got. And, and obviously, just having you just doing social media, you should be because it is so important before we used to have you know maybe our tm would film something and yeah. post it or our merch guy would do it but that's not the world we live in anymore you have to at have some, all we have a guitar tech we've got a tour manager we've got a social media you know master whatever thank and, you and, you know w w social media what would we call it social director, director. Kind of, there you yeah go, because media. mark brought up tour to me about like six months ago, I think really like in the beginning, he was like, well, the guys go on the road. He kept kind of telling me what happens on the road and kind of putting in my ear. Well, if you're interested, like, please, please feel free. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, you tell me where I need to yeah. be. I will be there. I want to go on tour. You guys are my number one priority. Like Chris, like honestly That's in great. business, you are my number one priority. And I really like am bought in. I'm passionate about what everything that we have going on. And this is like a dream come true for me. And we're just going to continue to grow it. Like we Hell said, yeah. I'm really excited about the Jericho TikTok for sure. Yeah. Uh, last couple things for you. This has been great, by the way. I've learned a lot. Cool. What advice would you give to somebody that's just starting on TikTok? And what advice would you give to somebody who's already on TikTok and trying to grow their brand? So I always tell people that are kind of starting from the beginning to get over yourself. Recognize like <laughs> we, we have a world full of billions of people. You aren't that big in the reality of the world. Put yourself out there and get rid of the ego. Get rid of not being ashamed that your hair doesn't look so good. Gotcha. Don't You don't have to look sharp every single day. Put your wisdom out there. Put your thoughts out there. Put, put your behind the scenes of your life. You're having a rough day. Tell other people because I'm sure that they can re relate. This is a human element that you have to tie in, and that will keep people bought in, and completely bought into anything that you do. And um, for those that are on the platform, you you have to be consistent. Don't I have not taken a day off. So it's funny. The only days I was forced to take a, t a day off over the four or five years I've been on TikTok was because the cruise, we didn't have Wi-Fi or we didn't have access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is crazy. Like, I, I was more so concerned. Get over yourself. Dude, no, I was concerned about our accounts. I was I gotcha. like, oh, my God, the algorithms. Like, what the fuck? But I came home and everything was like even better. Like it. Because I ran them so with that rhythm that I was telling you about, I ran them so well with that, that all of our older videos were kicking still while we were on the cruise. It, it didn't make a difference at all. It's great. It's, it's so much cool stuff. And like I said, I'm excited about all four of our uh, of our platforms that we're building. Totally. Last question, just from a personal standpoint. Yeah. You mentioned uh, traveling and writing about bands and all this sort of stuff. Who are your favorite bands? So I'm into trip hop a lot, and I love oh, wow. like Massive Attack. Massive Attack is my absolute favorite group. I like like um, Underworld, um, but I do really love bands like Corn. I love Sting and the Police. Like that's a family thing. Sting the and the Police. Yes. That was my first concert I ever saw. Was the Police? Dude, we. 
my family goes as a family unit to every sing, oh, wow. every the police concert. I, I just got a new place and I have my police posters up already. <laughs> and I really uh, love you see Bjork. My tat there, the, yeah, uh, Ghost of the Machine. Yeah, I put that out on TikTok too. I really love uh, Bjork too. So I, I just find her so artistically inclined and so different. And I've always just been an odd, different, weird chick. And she's always inspired me to be that eccentric and she has like the autism spectrum aspect too and she's really honed it in and that's always inspired me too that helps you from that aspect yeah totally well awesome like i said you are a genius at what you do and i'm Thank excited you. to continue to build the empire yes the island the empire of jericho will continue to grow so make sure everybody talk is jericho jericho Cruz, chris jericho and fozzy follow them all and jessica golich yeah yeah follow that one too <laughs> Oh! <laughs>